This is SAFM Breakfast. SAFM. Lemo, your son Lady, he's six. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. You have the teenage years ahead of mm. you. So my eldest Grace is nineteen. She's at uni. She's studying physio. I hope she sticks with it because I really want someone to crack my back. <laughs> Selfishly. No. I want a massage right. every night yes. when she learns. Uh, so I went home yesterday from work and she's in bed. She's in her PJs when I get home. And I went, don't you have uni today? She said, no, uni holidays. Uni holidays no. for four months. Hey. She Hang goes on. back to uni like next month. Yeah. Hang on, they're on holidays now. They're on holidays now. She's she finished they, for be the studying year. for exams though. I don't they're think she exams. has any exams. Oh, well, then that's why she's, she's done. She's in her PJ. She's done well, till bloody March. Hang on, she's studying physio. Yes, and there's no exams. Yes. Well, if she, well, if there are, she doesn't I, seem to be stressed about them. Or well, I hope I don't do a hammy in five <laughs> years' time when there's a lot of out practicing. So she's in her PJ. She's lying in bed. It's uh, yeah. it's eleven o'clock. And I had to do a phone hookup because I'm very busy, very important for oh, yeah, <laughs> an MC job that out. I've got. Yeah. So I've got the, the call on speaker so she can hear that I'm on a work call because I've got my professional voice on. Mm. Yes, yes. Um, oh, so, sorry, how does your professional yeah. voice sound? <laughs> it's like, oh, can we get a s- <laughs> what time do you require me to arrive at the venue? Anyway, so she knows it's a work call. It's not just me <laughs> yeah. talking to a girlfriend <laughs> bitching about my husband. It's serious. Right, okay. Um, Anyway, so I'm on this call and then I get a beep, beep, beep. And her call, Grace is ringing me from her bedroom. What? And she knows I'm on the phone. And, you know, like it's very distracting. So I'm trying to be professional and I can see she's ringing me and I know she's in the house. So I'm like, (laughs) how important can this be? Anyway, so I wrap wrap up the call and I go into her bedroom. And I'm like, why would you be calling me? And she said, because... There was someone at the door. (laughs) I was like, yeah. So did you think that you could drag your ass out of bed and answer the door? Well, I'm on a phone call. That's clearly work-related. Hey, in her defence, she's had a flat-out three months yeah. of study this year, yeah. so she really needs to call her heels and take a bit of time out. SAFM Breakfast. SAFM. I'll tell you what, uh, as a dog owner, you mm. love to take your dog wherever you can. I know we certainly take our dog mm. with us wherever we possibly can. It's difficult sometimes. You used to be able to take your dog to the pub, but that's a lot of pubs have really clamped down on taking Underage dog to the drinking. Pub. <laughs> Underage <laughs> drinking. I mean, our, our dog's only seven. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean. a But in dog years, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 mate. Not, no, not good enough. Uh, we used to take a dog to office works. Not a Louis can't take the dog to office works anymore. Mm. Um, well, a Bunnings <laughs> worker. Cause it, uh, Bunny, the dog lo- Bunny loves Sharpies. <laughs> <laughs> People are always coming to Bunny House for a signature and she likes to have her own Sharpie. So um, a Bunnings worker has pleaded, because you're allowed to take your dog to Bunnings. Mm. A Bunnings worker has pleaded with customers to stop bringing their dogs to the store mm saying they, as in the Bunnings workers, don't get paid enough to clean up dogs' pee and poo. Oh, fair enough. And, yeah, fair enough. As a responsible dog owner, you've got to be cleaning up after Mm. yourself or at least train your dog to not pee and poo inside or take Mm. them for a pee and a poo before they walk into the store. Yes. Um, But I will say this. 
Um, are you, how do you feel about dogs in Bunnings, Beck? Are you okay I with think a dog it's in Bunnings? You, you know, people put them yeah. in their little trolleys, and yes. but yeah, but ta- yeah, yes. you, you've got to make sure that you're you're responsible. Yeah, but I mean, Bunnings have to take a bit of responsibility here as well because oh, they do. Think? Well, they encourage yeah, dogs okay. to go into Bunnings. Yeah. In fact, they have a specific dog range. Mm. In, have you heard the ads? Oh, oh my ads? gosh, have you got exclusive there audio? Go. Well, yeah, yeah. That's... The most exclusive audio. <laughs> Here we go. Exclusive audio. <laughs> no, these ads, have been, these ads have been running for ages oh. where they actually target oh. dogs yeah. uh, to come into the store. Sure. Oh, yeah, Sarah, have a listen. Okay. We all need excuses to get our pooches outside over the long weekend. Put your handy pups to work on their own DIY projects. A Makita circular saw that can be used no matter how small your little paws, just 79. <laughs> Build their own swing slide doghouse, just 229 <laughs> Dig their own poop hip with a mini Saxon compact shovel on special for $7.50. They can put up their own indoor pee-pee pole with structural pine timber for just $4.95. And if you happen to find more poo in another store, we'll beat it by 15%. We've got all the answers for any projects your pooch has around the house. Where dog poo all over the floor is just the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> so they've been advertising it. Yeah, what do you expect? Yeah, SAFM Breakfast. SAFM. Dex US talk show host James Corden uh, is not travelling very well at the moment. <laughs> He's uh, <having> it started <laughs> when a restaurant revealed he had been banned um, from Balthazar in New York because of how he'd been treating waiters, so he kind of had to fess mm. up to that and apologise. Uh, Ricky Gervais uh, has never been a fan of uh, James Corden, famously bagged him. The world got to see James Corden as a fat p- <laughs> He was also in the movie Cats, but (laughs) no one saw that. Um, And he said that before all this stuff came out. So he's obviously got quite the reputation. Well, James Corden's team of writers, because you would assume he doesn't write his own jokes, otherwise uh, he's in even more trouble, uh, have had a bit of a laugh because they have ripped off one of Ricky Gervais's most famous uh, jokes from a stand-up special that went to air back in 2018. Uh, So Corden was talking about Elon Musk taking over Twitter uh, and um, made this gag about Twitter, and here it is butted together with Gervais's original gag about Twitter. Is if someone puts up a poster in a town square that says guitar lessons available. That's like going into a town square, seeing a big notice board, and there's a notice guitar lessons. Like you don't get people in the town go, I don't want to play the guitar. And you go, I don't want guitar lessons. Wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. You don't have to get mad about all of it. Fine. It's not for you then. Just walk away. Don't worry about it. Oh man. Here's. You know that makes me think that James Corden is clearly not a very nice bloke. Yeah. Because the writers, that is just such a giant stitch up from the writers. Absolutely. They are going out. They are burning the house down because he finishes that show at the end of the year, I yeah. believe. Oh. Oh, they are covering it in petrol and setting the it alight. The other thing <laughs> is, there's something about a British accent that makes everything sound funnier anyway. So Ricky just sounded funnier. <laughs> See, I'm, la- I'm laughing at you now. <laughs> <laughs> and you've never That's done funny. that before, have you? You don't <laughs> right. find anything else I say funny. <laughs> no, no, I don't. Hey, James, 
I mean, James Corden is British, though, but I don't know. Yeah. You can't really tell in his oh, accent. Oh, I thought he sounded American then. No, no he's, no, he's, he's English. He's British, too. Yes. He's English. Yes. Yes. He sounded American no. compared to Ricky. What are you talking about? No, he's English, but Ricky Gervais has got a stronger accent. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, imagine this. Your dad wins the lotto, the equivalent yep. of $46.7 million. Oh. This has happened in China. The bloke who won it didn't tell... His wife mm. and child. Well, I guess they must know and, now. Until he'd spent it all. And because right. he said they would become too complacent and would not work or work hard in the future. <laughs> so he's... What a, what a good bloke. <laughs> so presumably he quit his job and leaves the house every morning, plays golf all day, mm. and then comes home at 5pm <laughs> pretending he's been at work. Also, I, <laughs> the the winner known as Mr. Lee went to the lottery office to claim his jackpot yeah. wearing a cartoonish yellow costume to obscure his identity. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is paranoid I, about yeah. his cash. Yeah, no, you wear high vis to stay hidden. <laughs> that's, that's how you do it. I, I'm, yeah, I gotta say, I'm a fan of this bloke. Yeah, nice. How did he get busted though? What? Well, no. Do we yeah, know how yeah it... no. Well, obviously his, his family would know now because he's uh, he's all over the news for hiding it. Maybe it was the maybe it was the yellow costume. Did you get a pay rise, Dad? What's mm. with the Ferrari? Out the <laughs> <laughs> Keep working, working hard, son. kids. SAFM breakfast. SAFM. Hey guys, you know I love a list. I'm big on a, I'm big on a list. Yes. Pop quiz, you two head to head. What about this one for you? It's Lima's lists. No, oh, lists just make me so happy. <laughs> I could read li- I could read lists all day. Yes, the accountant in you. It really is. And, uh, you know, as a kid, my parents bought me a book called Test Cricket Lists, <laughs> which is just every record ever in Test Cricket. I did not put that book down for about three years. Oh. God, I, God, I love it. a wholesome anyway. childhood. <laughs> it really was. Okay. Uh, today's list, not just billionaires... Famous billionaires. So Forbes magazine has just put out the list of every single billionaire on the planet. There's 2,300 and something billionaires in the world, right? Uh, But this is the list of the most famous ones. So you should, uh, you'll definitely know who all these people are. So I want to see if you can get five people. I've got got 11 on my list. Okay. I want to see if you can get five of them. All right. Most famous billionaires. Well, you've got your, your Bezos and your Musk and your Zuckerberg. Oh, okay, too okay, obvious? Okay, okay. No? Yeah, no, too obvious. Excluding that, oh. the four at the top. No no Buffett, Musk, Gates, Zuckerberg or Bezos. Wow. Oh, or okay. Mackenzie Bailo- Bezos or Melinda Gates. Okay. Okay, let's rule those out. All right, yeah, because the wives are also entitled to that money. Uh, what about the Australians? Is Gina Reinhart on there? Uh, no. Oh, no. Okay. no. Oh, well, no, the, no, the no, Kardashians. No. Uh, Kim Kardashian, yes, she is on the list. What about well um, Kylie? One. Um, Kylie Jenner, not a not a billionaire apparently. Oh, I thought she sold all, all thought... those lipsticks. I know, apparently not. Oh, I don't know many. Billi- no. I mean, in Australia, we've also got the the couple that founded founded Canva, but they're probably not famous. Yeah, but no, not famous. Not we're go- talking we're talking world famous here. Okay, okay help. I'll help you out. Uh, sport. Sport. Um, Who's going to be the richest athlete of uh, all time? Uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, well done. I didn't know he was well a done. billionaire. Wow. $1.7 billion. Oh, he's just scraped in, really. He's just scraped in. <laughs> okay. Just pocket money in billionaire terms. <laughs> what about music? There's two people in the music world, massive, massive names. 
And they've even, done a, they've even done a song together, I believe. Oh, like Beatles? You, you know, Paul McCartney not on the list, neither is Mick Jagger. Unbelievable. Oh, that's unfair. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll give you a clue. Rihanna's there, $1.7 billion. I did not wow. either. Yeah, wow. I think, though, there might be clothing tied yeah. in there oh, as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, no, she's got Fenty. It's a beauty brand. Yes, there you go. She's oh. got that tied in. Uh, and uh, Jay-Z is the other one. Jay-Z, one, $1.4 billion. Oh, Yeah, because he's got a private jet. Yeah, have he's got a private jet. <laughs> so he yeah. must be a billionaire. You, you can't have a private jet if you don't yeah. have a billion dollars. Okay, two massive fashion names. Come on. Oh, how do I not know fashion? I hate these lists because they make me look oh. stupid. I mean, I know I do Ralph, that myself. Ralph Lauren is one. He's a billionaire. Six oh, what about point... Tommy Hilfiger then? Nope. Ralph Lauren, 6.9. Yeah, That's a yep. lot of horses on T-shirts. Mm. All right. And Giorgio Armani, oh, $7.8 billion. What about the biggest name in television probably ever in America? Oh, yeah, I got uh, this. Um, I got this. Letterman? No. Uh, no. Oh, Oprah! Hey! $2.6 billion. Oprah. Okay. And now we've got three movie directors. All right. That are billionaires. Spielberg. That are billionaires. Spielberg. Spielberg yes. Um, Peter Jackson, who did the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He's a billionaire. It's 1.5 billion. Stop it. And of course, Star Wars, George mm. Lucas. George Lucas. Six billion. And that leaves one Six. person on the list. Leaves one person on the list. He's a former president of the United States of America. Donald Trump is not on that list. The greatest billionaire that ever oh. walked the earth. Some people Why say you? the most talented billionaire, the most beautiful billionaire. Oh. I say I'm the best. That's not what I'm saying. That's what people say. Like, so these about people me. give back. <laughs> I'm incredible. I just need to go and make some more money. SAFM Breakfast. Uh, last night I took uh, my eldest daughter down to uh, Victoria Square, a candlelight vigil for Cassius Turvey, the 15-year-old who was uh, killed in Perth. Uh, the matter's before the court, so there's not much we can say about it apart from the fact that uh, he was bashed and a 21-year-old man uh, is in custody. Um, I felt pretty helpless, I think, you know, as a... As a white person, you feel like there's not much you can do apart from just be there, I think, and stand next to First Nations people uh, in a show of solidarity, um, which is what we did last mm. night. Um, the mother of Cassius Michelle has just been outstanding in saying, calling for calm. She doesn't want this violence to be met with more violence and divisiveness. Uh, she called for uh, education programs for youth because uh, this guy uh, who's in custody is 21, so pretty young to be doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a really sad story, but pretty heartening to see so many rallies, uh, dozens of rallies around the country. I think there have been 32 or 36 yeah. rallies around the country that were all held last night. And the mother has been incredible, yeah. hasn't she, Beck? I mean, yeah. the, um, just the poise she's yeah. shown uh, through this and just, as you say, her call for calm yeah. around this and she wants his her son's legacy to endure yeah. endure and for people to remember him as the great kid that he was. And I think all we can say is this is not an Australia that we want to live in when these attacks no. happen. Um and just to say that we we stand with the family and the indigenous community at this time. SAFM breakfast. SAFM This is breaking news. Oh, Rebecca Morse uses her newsreader voice to read out song lyrics, and your job is to identify those songs by title and artist. 
Playing today is Mandy in Hackham and Kat in North Plimpton. Good luck. Your names are your buzzers. Over to you. You look so good. Good enough to eat. I wonder if I can peel your wrapper. I can be your fantasy. What's your flavour? Tell me. What's... Oh, my God. Your... Mandy. <laughs> Mandy. Yes, Mandy. Craig David. Um, what's yeah. your flavour? Yes! Hey! Oh, yeah, Sunday night. Friday's live. <laughs> good well guess, because I have no more lyrics after I said, what's your flavour? Well, fine. Very good. Well, good job. Now, Mandy, if you get this one, you win. Kat, you need this one to stay in the game. This just in. Everybody look to their left. Everybody look to their right. Okay. Can you feel that? Yeah, we're playing with love tonight. It's uh, not about Mandy? the money. Mandy, Mandy. Ma- Mandy yes. Jesse J. Yeah. Yes. Song? Song? It's not about the money. Breast. Mm. Can I have a magical sound, sound guy? Oh, is it magical magic. sound? Sure, let's mm. give this a bit of a... Oh, because it looks that... like the AFL's magic round yes. is coming to South Australia. We've been fighting New South Wales. Yes. everything. Give us this. New South Wales has been pushing very hard. This is something that the NRL has done for a number of years and it's very successful. So that's why Sydney thought they were a good chance because the AFL wants to move in on the Sydney turf. Yeah, okay. But Peter Malinowskis and his team put in such a good pitch mm. that it is coming to SA. It's massive. Nine matches in just, I think it's three days. Wow. Uh, there'll be six games at Adelaide Oval, one in the Barossa, another one in the regions somewhere, and one game at an SNFL ground. That's great. Um, and it is going to be magic as well. I can't wait to see uh, some of the tricks, because every team as part of Magic Round has to bring their own tricks. Sure. I believe Travis Boak will be soaring Connor Rosie in half yeah, no. <laughs> uh, as part of the uh, yeah, boards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, long sleeves not allowed. Uh, that oh, because that's where they hide all their tricks. You know, nothing up my sleeve. Yeah. Uh, right there. When they run through the banner, uh, it'll magically appear like there's no damage done to the banner when they get through <laughs> to the other side. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, during rub downs, players will levitate <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, Port Adelaide will do a disappearing act in the uh, last yeah. quarter. Hey! I even used nice. my own team <laughs> oh. because I thought it was too obvious to do the crows. <laughs> the preliminary final disappearing act. Oh, they'll disappear hey, at the you... start of the Season again, perhaps. Oh. Hey, I wonder if you can change the scoreboard magically at the end of the game. Mm. Hawthorne might win a few next yes. year. Look at us being uh, self-deprecating about our if teams. We, if we can do that, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, magic round uh, should be a lot of uh, should be a lot of fun. Next Whoever week. wrote the calendar and decided that a working week was five out of seven days. I don't know what they were thinking. So there is a push to a four-day working week, and I think particularly post-COVID when everybody was working a bit more flexibly. So uh, Unilever, which uh, has products like Dove, Magnum Ice Creams, the Lynx, they just trialled for 18 months a four-day working week over in New Zealand. Sounds good. 
They know what they're doing over there across the Dutch. Yeah, sounds mighty fine to me. And I, but I just love these statistics, which are a little bit Captain Obvious. When you reduce your working week by okay. 20, 20%, is that right? If yeah. you're working one less day out of five, yes, that's 20%. That's right. Good maths, well Rebecca. Okay, yeah, magic. <laughs> I say they saw a 34% drop in absenteeism. Yeah. So people are taking less days <laughs> off. Got, well, I know. It's, <laughs> I know. Oh, okay, go on. Yeah. Right, yes. A 33% drop in stress. Oh, duh. Right. And a 67% drop in work-life conflict. I mean, (laughs) I mean, no. Right. Yeah. Let's go to the zero-day working week. I've got the stats here. (laughs) Uh, There's a 100% drop in stress and a 100% improvement in work-life balance. So, amazing. What a difference it can make. to eat. So, that's unfortunate. Anyway, I can't wait. Is it happening? Is it going to happen in Australia? Bring it on. Bring it on here, I say. Well, look at this now. All right. All great. Right. We'll, well see you on Monday yeah. then. <laughs> SAFM Breakfast. SAFM. It is Pride Vember and the wonderful Feast Festival here in Adelaide is celebrating its 25th year. And the headline act on Saturday night is Sheldon Riley. You'd know him from X Factor, The Voice, Eurovision, most recently Masked Singer. Good morning, Sheldon. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Ah, pleasure, Treasure. What can we expect for the opening of uh, a feast? Ah, it's going to be lots of fun, lots of I mean, my music's pretty dark and cinematic, but I love doing these, you know, these kind of festival gigs because they get to be a bit more upbeat and and um, exciting. But yeah, it's like a really cool cinematic set. Um, you don't get many artists doing that, so it's fun, it's exciting, it's a camp, it's cool. Um, now I don't know whether this is breaking some sort of embargo, but what are you wearing? Is it going to be something amazing on Saturday night? <laughs> it's pretty funny because. No, we're like it was. We were talking about it. my manager was like, they said you need to dress up. I'm like, don't I always dress up? I mean, it's always gonna happen. No, it's it's, it's exciting. It's uh, very colourful. I'm I'm kind of going through my colour era at the moment, so it's um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I love taking photos and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, have to wait and see. Oh, you're gonna have to. What are you gonna wear, Beck? While we're at it? Oh, uh, well, I've got uh, my daughter's 14th birthday on Saturday night, but perhaps <laughs> I'll head in to Mary's Poppins after that. Oh, I I love yeah. that place. Have you been there, Sheldon? <laughs> No, this is actually my first time in Adelaide. Stop it. Yeah, right. Can you guys suggest anywhere to go? Oh, yeah. Mary's Poppins for sure. Mm. Yeah, it sounds good. I'm I'm just so excited to be a part of it. I mean, I was supposed to be in Europe starting this week, but um, I heard about this one and kind of made a promise to myself when I first started my career that whenever the um, Pride festivals popped up anywhere in Australia, I would... I would do it because I mean I would have killed to be a part of these kind of festivals when I was when I was younger. So how important are these kind of pride festivals to you and your oh, I hate the word journey, but journey <laughs> life. Yeah, I mean it's a good word, right? But you know it's, it's the only way to it. It means the world, honestly. I I grew up in a pretty religious family, a very religious family actually. So and the idea of everything that goes on at these at these festivals was so it was like kind of wonderland to me. So now that it's kind of my my job and I do it and I'm, I'm there all the time I, I thrive in it and I still get excited like a little kid when I first met my first drag queen so I mean yeah. it means everything and there's plenty on uh, right across the month Pride Timber uh, have you had a chance to have a look at the program and uh, is there anything that jumps out at you uh, oh, that you'd be recommending to people it's all going on. I just reckon that my set's going to be great. I'm excited <laughs> to open it all up. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> yes. it's a schedule. I didn't realize how um, 
how much pride there really was going down in Adelaide, but it, it's huge. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. But um, there's a lot going on. Well, we were the original uh, home of the Mars Bar, and many, many a good night there <laughs> over the years. Hey, loved watching you on um, on Mars Singer, and because uh, your cover of Never Enough was so big and so well received, um, you're releasing it. Yeah, I just released it. It was, it was, um, it was. I'm currently in the middle of writing my first album, which I'm really excited about. But I, I was like, I need to keep releasing music, keep Spotify pumping. I'm like, let's mm-hmm. release the songs from Mars Singer. So I just kind of asked out there whatever I'm wanting. Never Enough was kind of the winner. So uh, re-recorded that and released it, which has been good. But um, yeah, it's going really well. Well, we can't wait to see you here and welcome you to Adelaide for the first time. We yeah. hope you love our fine city because we love you. I'm very excited. All right. And uh, Sean Riley performing at the uh, Feast Festival opening night carnival this Saturday night. Thank you so much for having a chat to us this morning. Having me, guys. SAFM Breakfast. SAFM. Oh, an emergency declared at Taronga Zoo yesterday when five lions escaped their enclosure. Uh, they've actually confirmed the issue was uh, it was an integrity issue with a fence. They basically dug their way <laughs> around the fence. It's an integrity issue. Well, we assume they didn't pick the lock on the front door. <laughs> and integrity. I would have thought that of all the enclosures at the zoo, perhaps the lion fence is one you'd put a little bit extra work into to make sure the lions can't just breach its integrity. They're good diggers and chewers, lions. Uh, there were guests uh, on site staying at the zoo as part of a roar and snore program. What? Wow, um, they got their money's worth. Didn't they? Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want it to end up roaring gore. Uh, now, Magnus was staying at the zoo with oh, his family, wow. with his wife and two sons. Oh. He's on the line. Oh, wow. Magnus, how was this communicated to you guys yesterday? Oh, we just got out of the tent and there was blood everywhere. Oh. Uh, I'm not lying, you know. Good gear, Magnus. <laughs> we are done. That that was a lie. Lion, you were lying. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, we um we I woke up in the morning and um we were getting red ready for for the breakfast and we we were all sleeping in the tent. This like tents there, really beautiful Mm. tents. And um the alarm came on and the zookeepers came running down screaming, "Code one, code one, get out of your tent. You've got to run and leave your belongings behind." Sort of thing. Uh, Did you? Magnus, did you know what a code one was? Could they perhaps have yelled, lion on the loose, lion on the loose? No, I had no idea. Uh, At least it wasn't a code brown, you know. But they said run. And run is something you don't want to hear when you're staying at the zoo. And you're going to breakfast. You don't want to become breakfast. Exactly. (laughs) So... Hey, Magnus, you said that, so they ran down yelling code one, code one. And you were saying, what was it? I interrupted you, sorry. You said your wife didn't even have time to? Put her shoes on. So we, oh. <laughs> we ran up there to the safe, safe house. Uh, yeah. Safe house is a bit exaggerated. It was like a toilet area. But uh, <laughs> they, they counted us and made, make sure that, made sure that everyone was in there. Oh, wow. Locked the door. And that's when I thought, well, why, why are they locking the door here? Something's wrong. <gasps> Um, right. It took about 10 minutes before we realised that, oh, okay, the lines are, are out. This is real. 
It was it, and Magnus, and this, I'm not meaning to be silly here, it's a serious question, was it in the moment and on reflection kind of exciting or were you a bit scared? I was never scared. They, even the kids weren't scared. They were, they were more excited. I thought it was like a Jurassic Park experience. <laughs> yeah. um, but but it, it kind of hit me when, on, a, on the way home a few hours later, I guess, you know, all these thoughts running through your head, what happened, what would have happened if we saw the lions face to face sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. apparently it wouldn't, it didn't happen that way. They, they were quickly comprehended or whatever. Apprehended. <laughs> Apprehended. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Magnus, what an experience yeah. at Raw and Snore and uh, you are now should have a fringe show because some of that material is really good, mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some good gear. <laughs> we'll look out for a Code Brown in the future. Oh, yeah. right. nice work. Thank Magnus, you, Magnus, it was at Taronga Zoo yesterday when the five lines escaped the enclosure. Thank you. Yeah. SAFM Breakfast. At some point, we take our kids to their first grown-up concert, which is what we want to talk to you about this morning on 131060. What was the first adult concert you took your kids to? Monday night, I took Laddie to go and see George Ezra, uh, and it was confusingly in Melbourne at the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl. Yeah. Uh, what but does he sing I- again? Our shotguns, oh, the shotgun. one you would know. Shotgun underneath it. Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, Lad is a massive fan. Of, yeah. That one. Yeah. That song is unbelievably popular with kids. We interviewed George Ezra a little while ago. He is a uh, just a lovely bloke and puts on an amazing show. And Lad was beside himself through the concert. Just the noise, the amount of people, the screaming. I had his little headphones and he just wouldn't put them on. (laughs) He was like, no, Dad, I'm way too cool for that. Mm. Uh, But he was singing along as well. Here he is singing along to uh, a George Ezra song during the concert. Oh, wow. He knows all the words. He's a real fan. Wow, that's cute. Yeah, he was loving it, sick. And then I, of course, sang along with him for a while as well. Oh, that's not singing. That's like talking the lyrics. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> it was cute, but not anymore. Uh, yeah, I liked the bit better where it was just him. Yeah, my first yeah. one I took the girls to was uh, Taylor Swift, which is a bit more sort of oh, age appropriate, oh, well, I think. And I do remember, I think Grace was about 11, and the screaming did bother her because so much mm. screaming at a concert. She was like, ah! Yeah, right. And at the, it was funny because this is his first ever concert. So George Ezra sings the song, I think it was Paradise, and then says, thank you, good night. And oh, walks off, um, and lads are like, Dad, isn't he gonna? Yeah, he hasn't yeah. sung Shotgun. Yeah. Isn't he gonna sing Shotgun? Where did he go? <laughs> so it's all right, mate. Just keep clapping. He'll come back. Okay. It's called an encore. <laughs> that old <Yes>. trick. <laughs> all right. So we wanted to know on 13, 10, 60, the first adult concert you took your kids to. Amy in Blackwood. Uh, what was it? Uh, it was the Hilltop Hoods. Oh, big for oh. Blackwood. It had to be. Very yeah, cool. exactly. How old were they, Amy? 
Uh, they were about 10 and 7. Oh, oh that's pretty young. 10 and yeah, 7. But they were in love with the hilltop hoods. So I thought, here's my opportunity to take them. So that's mm. what I did. And then, about no joke, three songs to the end, they fell asleep in their chairs. Oh, oh. no. That would not have been cheap tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. but if they were very excited and they had a great time besides falling asleep. What about hey, the, Amy, yeah. did you have the little headphones on them? No, no, we didn't. No, and we were no. probably about maybe 10 rows back, sort of off to the side of the stage. Oh, they were no. absolutely loving it. Were they okay about the language? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. they were pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> probably hear that at home, yeah. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my kids. Megan in Salisbury North, where did you take your seven-year-old? To Roxette. Oh, oh, wow. And did they love it? He did. He absolutely loved it. In 2012, when they were here, we went with um, one of my friends and her, her husband, because her husband and my partner are long-time Roxette fans, and it was actually my partner's first concert back in the 90s. Oh, when he went. oh that's cool. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I love it. So he was and... a bit annoyed. My son was annoyed in 2012 when we didn't take him. So when they came back, we're like, we'll take him to his first concert and my mother-in-law to her first concert. Wow, <laughs> quite the oh, so generation. Quite the family, yeah, <laughs> our first concerts are upset. Oh, <laughs> that's a Brilliant. good one. Uh, Sarah in Smithfield, uh, where did you go when you were six? Um, my parents actually took me to the ACDC concert. Oh, oh. wow. That's hardcore for a six-year-old. Where, where was that, Sarah? Uh, that was in Adelaide somewhere. Oh, it's so long ago. I can't even remember. Was was it? Uh, oh, I reckon it was at was it a Guy Derby or something? Memorial oh. Drive or something retro yeah. like that. It was, it was. I think it was at the Oval. It was outside and it was huge. There was. I think it was the Thunderstruck concert. Maybe it was just insane. Yeah. <laughs> How was the volume on your six-year-old ears, by the way? <laughs> oh. It was it was definitely an experience. Our ears were ringing for a while later. <laughs> oh wow, that's cool. oh, that's a that yeah. is you burst out of the blocks there. I, I mean, it's it. almost all downhill from the age of six <laughs> after seeing ACDC live. Uh, let's go to uh, Ruby and Nan. Uh, what was the, I believe you were the kid? What was the concert? Uh, John Farnham. Oh, <laughs> what a concert! Nice one. How old? Uh, about five, I think. Do you have any memory of it, Ruby? I do. I've been a fan ever since. Oh, oh great. Great. I <laughs> hope he sings again, Rubes. Mm. I hope so too. Yeah. yeah. What a legend. Well, at least that, you can say you've been to a concert. That's outstanding. Mm, that is a hell of a first concert, that one. Thank you, Ruby. Chelsea in Roseworthy. Who did you take your daughter to see? I took her to see Kesha at Sabaton Theatre. Oh, <laughs> how'd that end up? So it was fantastic. It was the day after her birthday. We got front row tickets and then they sang Take It Off and everybody started taking off their underwear and throwing it oh. at the stage. So it was what? quite an experience. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that happened at Kesha concerts. Is that a regular neither thing? Neither did I. Oh, neither yeah. did I. That was my first Kesha concert too. <laughs> Good stuff. Well done, Chelsea. I thought that well just done. happened at Tom Jones concerts. No, apparently not. Kesha's moving in on Tom Jones's turf. <laughs> Tony in Semaphore, I believe you were the kid. You were six years old. Who did your parents take you to see? Yeah, well, my mum took me to Adelaide Oval to see Michael Jackson. 
Oh, yeah. again, that's not a bad first concert right there. What, what pretty, year was that? Uh, 1996, the History World Tour. Wow. But, wow. but and, I, can assure you, I can assure you no one took their underwear off and I don't think. No, no. <laughs> None of that. We'll, None be, of that, we'll be careful around those areas in this context, I think. Pretty <laughs> wild first concert to see, though, that one, Tony. Megan in Selex Beach. Uh, where'd you take the kids? To see Queen with Adam Lambert. Oh, that's oh, a good one. Did they love it? Massive. Yes, they loved it. They didn't want to show it on their faces to start off with, but they couldn't help it. They were clapping by the end of the night. Oh. Oh, I, bet, I bet they were. That is a... A queen is a band that can play for three hours and you know every word to every single song. Yes, yeah. and they're huge queen fans and, yes, they thoroughly enjoyed it. That is excellent parenting yeah. by you, Yes, Megan. well done, Megan. Well done. Well done. In fact, excellent parenting by all those people, mm. I reckon, to get your kids yes. into music. Young, My first concert that my dad took me to and my mm. sister was Ice House. Oh, wow. Back oh, in the day, yeah, the Electric cool. Blue yeah. uh, tour. Um, your first oh, limo yeah. um, was probably a, a rock concert, an original rock concert yes. where they just, yeah. the cavemen just, just banged bang rocks together. Rocks oh, so together. It, it, yeah, it was a literal rock, rock concert. concert. <laughs> right. yeah. They, yeah, yeah. They like about 12,000 BC. <laughs> SAFM Breakfast. Catch up on the podcast now on the listener app. Search L-I-S-T-N-R. S-A-F-M.